Welcome to 99 Potions Fan Bites Premier RPG Podcast. I am your host of 99 Potions, John Warren, head of media and head of large. This is me, John Warren. That's JW, John Warren. Don't listen to anyone else who says they're John Warren. It is just me. Joining me also <laughs> here today is little John Warren, Natalie Flores. Hi, I'm little John Warren. Well, yeah. I've known John for so long now, and I'm like trying to think of something that I can use to bully him as I imitate him. And <laughs> See, it's I'm not, not so easy. Coming... It has to come naturally. Right. Like what comes to mind right now is like, oh, I have supremely good taste, and my favorite Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy IX. And that's not like bullying, you know? It comes easier <laughs> when it's Imran, who's ostent- who's missing from this podcast. Sadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Imran is not here because Imran tweeted, Yakuza 0 is better than Persona 5, or better written than <laughs> Persona 5. Yeah. It has been just inundated in mentions for the last day. No we haven't worry. seen him in days. He's been covered <laughs> in posts. It's terrible. Uh-huh. They went uh, from that spamming other voice you heard, Atlas. Oh, I was going to say, they went from yes. spamming Atlas about Persona 5 on Switch, and now it's like, kill Imran Khan. <laughs> hey, I think this game might be better than this other game. Fuck you! I what? hope you fucking die. What's funny is I Imran included the words I think in there, and yet still <laughs> everyone's like, "Who the fuck asked?" Which is like, it's my, it's the Twitter account. I don't. I can absolutely tell you. Yeah, I can tell you that as a woman, before you post an opinion, you will try to like really condition it and be like. I think it's just my opinion. <laughs> Sorry if you disagree and people will still be like, nah, you're fucking wrong. And it's like, okay, well, I might as well not fucking try for you yeah, people. It's that, like, that pro ZD video where he's like, I like that thing. You don't like that thing? I like that thing, though. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> There's always a pro ZD video for any <laughs> yeah. situation on the internet. There's always a drill tweet and always a pro ZD video. <laughs> There's always a lighthouse. A lighthouse. I've uh, <laughs> been thinking about some some sort of feature to do with drill tweets. I've not, not figured out exactly what I'm going to do with it yet, Ooh. but there's there's something percolating in my head of like Final Fantasy characters to drill tweets or something like that. That's a great idea, John. Yeah, me, John Warren, <laughs> as head of large of media. Thanks, head of large, stuff. for giving that idea out to every listener. Jeez. Well, they can't publish it on fanbite. Only we can. That's true. But yeah, oh, yeah. That speaking of large, the other voice you heard was Big John Warren, managing editor or Stephen Strom. Yeah, that's me, six foot three. <laughs> the, Damn, the Big John. Together we make up the three John Warrens <laughs> yeah. of the apocalypse. <laughs> the Matryoshka doll of John Warren. <laughs> it's the Triforce in RPG terms. Who's who's wisdom? Ooh. Who's power? And who's courage? Ooh, out of us three. Yeah. Out of John, Natalie, and Stephen? Yeah, I would say Stephen for wisdom. Mm. Okay, I'll take it. So yeah. I would have given that to Imran. Every time. That is true. I mean, we're all clearly good candidates for it. I yeah, would, that's my, true. Okay, personally, I would say Stephen wisdom, Natalie for power, 
And Aaron, <laughs> and Aaron is courage for going up against Natalie routinely. Uh, yeah. Jordo says Natalie is courage. John, quote unquote, which is me, is wisdom. And Steven is power. I feel like the problem is all of them kind of suck compared to courage, right? Because courage always wins. Power, mm. like only kind of sometimes wins temporarily like power power in concept is great it turns you into yeah. a giant pig monster <clears throat> that's what someone without a, power would say right but it turns <laughs> you into a, a strong enough pig monster because he always loses eventually it's like he always comes back it's yeah it's a very lopsided triforce is the problem mm. like mm. then if you know courage what? is the best that. then i will accept Humbly, Jordo's nomination for <laughs> Natalie for Courage. Um, it has to be done. <laughs> we never got that. <laughs> John, who, or sorry, Imran in the chat uh, from his home in Tennessee? Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas, yes. Arkansas? <laughs> well, that, that was because I'm from Tennessee, so I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Tennessee and Arkansas uh, says, are like the same thing. <laughs> they might have, they're same, same, right? Uh, it says in the chat, I'm a fucking Deku nut. <laughs> I'm not part of the Triforce of Mayo. <laughs> so, you, so there's a river in Kansas that is the Arkansas River because it's a river like near Arkansas oh. that oh. they call the Arkansas River. Like you can't, if you say Arkansas River, they'll look at you weird. Weird. Because they're Arkansas. like, no, it's not Arkansas. It's Arkansas. Arkansas like, River, like, damn it. Get the, get the fuck over it. That's really. so fucking annoying. Because <laughs> I pronounce everything wrong. So I totally grew up thinking it was Arkansas. Or, or Kansas, It is actually. Arkansas. Or, yeah, oh, never mind. Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, I, I said it correctly the first time because I've grown from that, obviously. <laughs> but I used to say Arkansas. And then people are like, yeah, that's fucking Arkansas. So, like, the, uh, so weird. Further complicating matters is on the Arkansas-Texas border, there's Texarkana, which yeah. smells <laughs> like shit. It is. There's really? a, a, there's a ton of paper factory or, like, paper mills in the area. It just smells oh. like garbage when you're driving through it. Mm. Does that? Ha- I didn't know, even realize that had a smell, but I guess it would. Yeah, we used to travel a lot from Tennessee to Texas, so we drove <laughs> there, and that's what I remember of Te- Texarkana was. That's the place that smells awful, and we just need to drive through it as fast as possible. Cherto uh. anyway. says a lot of Texas smells bad. Yeah, as head of Fanbyte, I am declaring today News Quest. Oh, okay. oh, that's never yeah, happened that right. before. Yeah, On the no. last day of a month. Yes. It's it's it rarely happens, but as <laughs> as someone who is empowered to declare that, I am declaring it now, and also that we're packing the Supreme Court. Those are the two oh, things okay. I'm declaring. Yes, I, this sounds great. Yeah, uh, like every part of this sounds great. I want to pick who's on the Supreme Court. Yeah, well, we, we can start man. with Tetsuya Nomura. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, God, no, I don't want Tetsuya Nomura because Nomura is already <laughs> handing police. down. Uh, edicts that have no actual legal or logical basis. So, ha! Uh, we'll start with Natalie put these notes. So, as you can tell, they start very Kingdom Hearts focused, which, as John Warren, I hate Kingdom Hearts. So, I'm going to insist that we talk about this at length. I really uh, hate the idea that I like Kingdom Hearts in 2022. I'm so upset <laughs> by this. But I, I put it because Imran and I are going to like fight it out. But also, Imran isn't here today. So, like, Again, the Triforce of Courage. Well, actually, I did say everyone would have courage, so actually it goes against 
Huh. Yeah. <laughs> the courage of liking Kingdom Hearts, Hearts in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, much like the brief. subject matter of this very show, uh, what this actually means at any given point is very fluid and we can't keep it straight. <laughs> we can't keep it straight is kind of the fanbite motto anyway. That's yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, we can barely so keep anything straight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this is a from uh, a Game Informer article with uh, Kim Wallace, who has now left Game Informer. She is fantastic. Kim is one of my favorite yes. people in the world. Jer- going around with her like during GDC and E3 is like some of the most fun I remember ever having at that job. Ooh. Like oh we gosh. we we do so much cool. We did so much cool shit with like Square Enix because Square Enix loved Kim. So we were able to like get into a lot of kick down a lot of back doors that we would not have been able to kick down otherwise. But this is one of those back doors where Kim got an interview with Tetsuya Nomura, who we wanted to talk about this last week because it came out two weeks ago. We just didn't have time because it was like just so much stuff. But basically Nomura wanted Kim asked Nomura, Hey, what's the deal with the lack of final fantasy characters in kingdom hearts these days? Mm -hmm. And Nomura's quote is, I understand there weren't many Final Fantasy characters in Kingdom Hearts 3. One thing I want to clear up is that a lot of fans are saying that Kingdom Hearts is this collaboration between Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters, but I really feel like that's not the basic concept of Kingdom Hearts. That's not exactly what Kingdom Hearts is. Uh, there's more to this quote, but like the, the bolded aspect of it is we have a lot of Final Fantasy characters involved to lend a hand for everyone to get to know these original Kingdom Hearts characters better. Uh, there's so many characters, original characters in Kingdom Hearts now that are so well loved and people want to see more of those characters. We're trying to find a good balance for that. I know that there are fans that are concerned and they weren't too happy and want to see more Final Fantasy characters. That's something we're definitely talking about. It's hard to say what that exact balance is going to be and how it'll play out in Kingdom Hearts 4, which one... I kind of feel like you should know that by now for that game, because otherwise mm. that game is a long way out. Two. He's probably yeah. just being very, you know, vague, vague. and whatnot. Mm. I'm, I'm sure he knows exactly what he's saying. Two. He says Final Fantasy the characters hell is are he, dead. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> that, like, this was never a thing? This was you like, I mean, was This it? was the main pitch. The first town that you go to outside of the like main, like, honestly, even before then, because you meet like Selfie, um, Titus, yes. all them characters on that first island. And then you meet two Disney characters, Donald and Goofy, and three Disney characters, or, or three Sid, Final Fantasy characters. Sid, mm-hmm. Yuffie, Aerith, and Squall are all in okay, the so yes. Leon here, yeah. Yeah, Leon. Really great alias there, Squall. Also, why are you using an alias? Nobody knows who you are. No, no, he's dark and tortured, so he's like, I failed. I didn't save my world, so I can't be called Squall anymore. I'm this only was the Leon. Fucking, this was the turning point of when Squall stopped being a good character, is the the Kingdom Hearts took these characters who are in Final Fantasy VIII and Seven, actually really interesting, because the whole reveal is that they're actually deeply insecure weenies who just do their best all the time, and then... Kingdom Hearts was like, no, they have to be brooding. They, they literally got David Forianus to play one of them. So Look, I guess to be fair, though, Squall was way hotter in Kingdom Hearts. So they okay. clearly made improvements. What? That was a PlayStation like that. That's a that's a fucking home field advantage. They had PlayStation Two versus PlayStation One. It, it is wild it, how good Kingdom Hearts One still looks for being mm-hmm. a game that came out like months after Luigi's Mansion. Wait, wait, okay. I have issues with what you just said. Squall, <laughs> Squall is hotter in Kingdom Hearts 1 compared to what exactly? To FF8. No! 
Oh. Really? You say no? No. I I think it cut off because my no was so so incredulous. As Imran or as John Warren, as the token two straights in this podcast. These are John Warren's opinions, not Imran's, to be clear. (laughs) Right. You're both wrong, whoever it is. (laughs) John out there somewhere just like felt a pain in his chest. Like, "Uh, what? What did I do? Natalie stabbing her little voodoo doll. <laughs> I do have a Okay, I'm looking at if us. we're if we're talking about like 3D. Oh, that's the horrifying. <laughs> oh, I was like, what's the pause for? <laughs> we're, we're looking at pictures I don't, of squall. Just to- I don't, but I can make them if you want. Okay, so first of all, I, th- <laughs> I think his like fuzzy jacket is better looking. In, in, in Kingdom Hearts, yeah, eight. no, wait, in Kingdom it, Hearts, it, yeah, no. Hmm. No, I, just the design is overall not as good in Kingdom Hearts 1. Also, the the mm. length of his long hair and, and just its framing is weird. The long hair is the best part. But it's like not cute long hair. <laughs> and I don't know, like he could mm, be more brooding. I, mm. I think it's hard mm. to... I might be on... <sighs> it's hard to compare to Squall's brooding okay, in w- Final Fantasy I will 8. say... Squall and Dissidia NT better looking than all of them. Yes. Well, yeah. Again, we're okay. we're we're jumping forward. Right. Not even graphically. I mean, just like design, all that. So, like, yeah. It's it's a small change, but he looks better than all of them. And NT looks like the best of both worlds. It's it's like, yes. like they gave him like a fashion upgrade, but also his face is a little bit more. It, it, I mean, it's obviously less cartoonish because just King, the Kingdom Hearts version is like fairly cartoony. So it's even actually kind of hard to compare the two. Right. What I like about Squall Kingdom Hearts and specifically the hair aspect is that he, he grew his hair out because he wants to look look like Laguna, who is like a rebel. Mm. But Laguna isn't in fucking Kingdom Hearts, isn't he? That's because he's dead. That's why Squall changes name to Leon. <laughs> uh, what the fuck are we talking? All oh, right, Final Fantasy characters and Kingdom Hearts. Uh, uh, this is a lot, but I mean, I and, and I know, I know that Ermon disagrees. Uh, just hear me out. I really do agree. <laughs> I, I, I'm hesitant to say, it, but I do agree with Nomura in this instance because, like, I think while hmm. it was very likely the pitch at the beginning. Um, I think using that as a shorthand made absolute sense at the time, but like he says, Kingdom Hearts has evolved so much and added so many original characters to the franchise that they they need to focus on those in Do comparison they, to the Cause yeah, like, cause, like the end of three is a fucking nothing. mess. These yeah. characters suck. Like, Sora had <clears throat> maybe three sarcastic lines in Kingdom Hearts 3, and people were like, oh my god, character development. No, what because, they need to do is they need to pare down on the characters that need development. Like they need to get rid of like most of those people who have keyblades. Like take it down to the, the ones people like. Like what? I want you to tell me or define Terra without mentioning his design or his uh, his character arc. Okay, the design I get, but the character arc defines no, because, character. Like, how, like you can, I can tell you a bunch about Darth Vader without saying how he became Anakin to Darth Vader. But can you tell uh, me how okay. how Terra didn't like tell me anything about Terra without saying he turns evil? Uh, he, I mean, I, 
we began we introduced <laughs> this as Natalie likes Kingdom Hearts in 2022. I don't. Right. So <laughs> I, I'm not inclined to try to defend Tara's. <laughs> like lack what I'm getting character. at is you need to you need to cut back on both these characters because like what happened is you had a very good character in Aqua who because she had to share the stage with so many fucking other clowns mm-hmm. like just got just fucking screwed out of yeah. uh, development in Kingdom Hearts three. So what I'm I saying is say, you, know. you don't need to develop any of the Final Fantasy characters. We already know who they are. Let's use them as window dressing for a smaller cast of original characters. I mean, I guess the larger Kingdom Hearts problem is that all these characters feel like like they are plot devices for the most part. I think the only character that reasonably got some evolution is Riku. Yes. Sorry, Steven. What were you going to say? No, I was literally going to just from the outside looking in. I feel like people care a lot about like the 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 character that I always hear about. Where I'm like, I could basically have, have despite not really having played Kingdom Hearts since Kingdom Hearts two, and even that I didn't beat. I could tell you probably more about Aqua than any of these other characters because all the other characters are just like vessels for weird magic soul swapping stuff to happen across. Right. Like this character gets cloned and then. Possessed by this other character who's actually a reincarnation of himself before he died or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Aqua, at least I can tell you like, oh, yeah, she was one of these like three kind of original Keyblade Masters. Her two friends either died or got corrupted. And she was the last sort of like bastion standing alone uh, against the darkness, literally in like this other world and stuff like that. And that's a more compelling arc to me than because that's something I can like wrap my mind around and like sink my teeth into the idea of like, oh yeah, it's a character who um, has like literally kind of been the lantern bearer or the torch bearer for this old guard of people who were, who were trying to keep things from going sideways. And a lot of it failed, but she kept in the game up until mm-hmm. the very final ending. And then they just seem like they do nothing with that. Right. Which yeah, is, yeah. it seems like they do nothing with that is the refrain to most Kingdom Hearts characters. So I don't buy the argument that, oh, we have a lot of original characters we have to focus on. It's like, you're not focusing on them. What you're exactly, doing is... But they're, mm-hmm, they're, like, the, the, the problem is that the dichotomy he is establishing <laughs> here of... As John, I'm getting very heated. Uh, the economy no more is John establishing has so here. many opinions about King is, of Hearts. He's saying we can't do Final Fantasy characters anymore because we have so many original characters. But like that's not a comparison that makes sense because you can still have those Final Fantasy characters. It's just you're you're excusing the lack of lack of attention on your existing characters on a thing that didn't really affect them in the first place. Right. I mean, like, it's it's less, it feels like a, a matter of opposition and more like a matter of correlation. Like, I feel like, like, even just the small window dressing moments for Final Fantasy characters gets in the way of the larger problem that Kingdom Hearts has with uh, just not giving its characters any proper characterization whatsoever beyond being plot devices. So, I mean, like, right. I... I agree with the move because it's like, I don't want to see Cloud and Squall like back to back and Hollow Bastion fighting an army of Heartless. I don't care about that because it's not going to do anything for the actual original Kingdom Hearts characters that should be getting something and they're not. And this only further exacerbates the problem. It's like saying I can't go to the garage and change my windshield wipers. I have too many snacks in the fridge. Like, yes, I can maybe see a logical line through there if you want to really twist it. But like, 
you can still do it. I can still, you can still let me fight Sephiroth at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 instead of, who was the super boss? That, like, generic heartless? Yes. Yeah. yeah and, like, yeah. That was not necessary to pull Sephiroth out of there. Right, okay. I I agree with you there, because, like, I guess it just depends on how we're defining the inclusion of these characters, because I don't think... I don't think the inclusion of Sephiroth as a final boss, or, like, even as a very small antagonist in a subplot of the story does any harm. If anything, I also did find it very weird that in Kingdom Hearts 3 we don't get a fight with him. It's just like a, a serious staple at this point. I mean, right. very specific sort of staple that they did not factor in. Um, but stuff like really focusing the main plot of, say, Hollow Bastion and Kingdom Hearts 2 and tying that to the Final Fantasy characters instead of figuring out things to do with the original Kingdom Hearts characters, that, I think, is the line where I'm like, ah, like... I think it would be great if they did that, if they actually did focus and try to do things with the good characters. But essentially what they're saying is, I I still have no windshield wipers and I still have plenty of snacks. Like, there's no, they're not doing a good job of focusing on the actual original characters in lieu of the Final Fantasy characters. They've just right. done neither. Right, and Nomura wouldn't acknowledge that in an interview right. um so right. that's that's also another thing but I, I i think i don't think we are on opposite sides of this i i think if we're going to like you know kind of meta analyze namora a little bit i think it's less that he thinks this that it's like oh we have aqua what do we need Aerith for i think it's more i feel so burned about versus 13 that i'm not going to include final Fantasy characters if i don't have to Yes. <laughs> I think, because, yes. like, Kingdom Hearts now is still just a, like, therapy session for him about Versus 13. <laughs> it, it, it really does feel that. I, I entirely agree with this. If we're going to meta-analyze an auteur, uh, yeah, I, I do agree with that. I, 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 I never heard of a word called an auteur before, and I'm... <laughs> It's very funny to think about. It, it's weird to call a guy who's released two video games in, in the last, like, 50 years an auteur. I mean, it's like every time his name is associated with something, it's like, oh, no more, the madman, the classic phrase. And I'm like, y'all, really? Like, maybe he didn't do shit. <laughs> is this your king? <laughs> <laughs> is this your king? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I Let, I guess in the end, Iran. And Ron and I, or at least John and I, are not on opposite sides of the issue, as I thought. But it just, yeah, ultimately, I think the takeaway is, like, this only exacerbates one of the core problems with Kingdom Hearts and why I have really leaned off, or not even leaned off, I just, like, entirely stopped being invested in the series. Like, I'm interested in in the news. That's why I have it, you know, it was the first thing that I put on News Quest, and I, I know that Iman really wanted to talk about this, so I'm glad that we got to do it. Um, but in terms of, like, emotional investment and, like, the that I actually trust that Kingdom Hearts will address these issues, I don't. I don't think Kingdom Hearts 4 will address these issues at all. I think Kingdom Hearts has <laughs> done perfectly fine up until now, treating all its characters, like, plot devices and iterating upon like lore at the very last minute. So I don't think that will change. And I think the the loss or the um the decrease of in appearances of Final Fantasy characters mm. 
is just like a symptom of that. Mm. I I do have one important question kind of about the lore that I just realized that I don't actually understand. Go for it. <laughs> what uh, is it? We are lore experts of Kingdom Hearts here for sure. Yeah. Okay. So in like the current canon that we're up to right now, mm-hmm. is it that John got imrorted or that Imran got jorted? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, John, the one here now, is a nobody of Imran. Oh, wow. Who also has a heartless called Oh my god. And <laughs> That heartless sounds an X, by the way. Uh, uh, <laughs> right. right. Oh, uh, sorry. X O M G. No, because we said that John is a nobody, so it has to be John. Look, I think everyone should just start calling me JW. That is my new nickname. Is JW? Okay, okay. Jux. No, no. JWX. Maybe we don't use that one. We'll workshop it. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. If we all had nobody names, what do you think they would be? Oh, we need like paper and like an anagram answer to figure this out. Right. Oh, I bet you if I type in the words nobody name generator right now, it exists. Oh my God. Organization 13. Okay. Which one do we want? Okay, uh, Imran, what but what would Who's Imran name? be? Imran? Yeah. Imran is joining our organization. That's actually a pretty good one. Nermax. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I sound like yeah. a Baymax villain or something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Natalie, you want to know yours? Yeah. Uh, you are... I don't like this name. Try again. Uh, <laughs> ooh, yeah, this one's also pretty good. Uh, it also It's also an N name, so maybe that's tough, but Nitexel. That sounds like a, a depression drug that you take. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you'd be wearing a cowboy hat and have a southern accent. Oh, Not Texel. Not Texel. Texas, not Texel. Ask your doctor if you should take Not <laughs> Yeah, uh, exactly. What's Stevens? I'm, I'm looking for a good one here because none of these are coming out. I, th- I think it's just totally ran- random. So it's like you just yes. get a bunch of consonants next to each other. Which is how they make um, them in, the, in Kingdom Hearts as well. <laughs> Yeah, they just yeah. keep hitting the button. I don't like this name. Try again. I don't like this name. Try again. Uh, <laughs> turns out it really doesn't like having a name with a V in it. It doesn't know what to do with this. Oh no! What's, just give us the next one that you got. This is this is how I'm going to determine my new name. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to pick it with a heartless name or a nobody name, and that's what I'll announce to the world. Okay, I'll I'll type in Stephen, and I'll. Um, just pick the next one. Uh, Vitenesks. <laughs> yeah, that, that really does a lot like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that looks uh, like it a get better. name. And what's Jordan's? Like, <laughs> oh, I, I do like, I, I, I like Septenex. It, also, it sounds also like, I don't know, like Septenex? an anxiety attack pill. I need to take Septonex because I'm panicking or something. It's also um, just not actually that different from Stephen with just an X at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also true. 
Jordan, you're this also having a tough time with yours, Jordan. Sorry about that. I'm I'm trying to ooh, uh oh, that almost looked good. Ooh, uh this one feels like it would be pronounced with like a like a Marluxia type thing, you know, where it's like the X is Rodage. Uh, sound. Yeah, Rodan. Rodagen. Rodagen, maybe. Yeah. Mm. I feel like that's the best one. Has a little bit of in there. Yeah. <sighs> okay, I need to drop this one actually, which is Zajdarn. Zajdarn. Zajdarn actually sounds like a monster hunter monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's still under embargo, Imran. You can't say that. Oh, wait. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be fine. Uh, what about ooh. me, John Warren? What is John, oh, John Warren's uh, nobody name? Do you want the whole John yes, Warren? Yes, I want the entirety of John Warren in there. <laughs> okay. Then I'm going to do this, put this here, do this. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's so many letters. It turns just, out. Just got the first uh, one that you get. All yeah, right. we're, we're rolling it. with the <laughs> Raj Rick Sahan is, I think. There, that almost works. Yeah. Raj, Raj, Raj Rick Sahan? No, yeah. it's Raj the Rani. Th- like Ariadne. <laughs> Raj Rick Sahan. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we spent too much time on this. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that we want well, we, to spend well, a lot of no, no. We're, well, trying to think we of want, a good segue. We're going to want to spend a lot of time on other things eventually, but first of all, we want to take a little break before we go in there. Oh, that's so, true. So, break. To our wonderful listener, did you enjoy that extremely chaotic and fun conversation on Kingdom Hearts? Well, you'll be shocked to know that we are chaotic not just as a unit, but as individuals. Uh, and you can find these individuals over on Twitter. You can find me, for example, over at Hardymesia. You can find Imran at... Uh, if Imran were here, he would say at Imran Z-O-M-G. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, right now, John is here. Uh, John, John, it's it's Imran's oh my god, right? Yeah, I believe that is his Twitter account. I do not have a Twitter account that is funny to say. It is Floppy Adult, which is the most serious Twitter account name. Yes, absolutely. Steven, speaking of serious Hi, Twitter account names. you can find names. my co-host. Oh. Oh. Yeah, my, my very serious Twitter account name on co-host. That was the where I was going with that. Oh, right. You follow me on Twitter at Steven Strom. It's fine. I was going to say, because, like, ironically, out of all of us here, your Twitter name is fairly serious in comparison. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just the name. Just the name. You can also find Jordan Mallory, our producer, over at Jordan underscore Mallory on Twitter. Uh, and also, if you like the people on this show, may I recommend one of our other shows on the network with completely different people, but who are just nope. as chaotic. Nope. 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 The, the good old JW. The, the oh, John Warren. Right, right, right. JW is on there. Or as yeah. we decided earlier, Jean... Jean... Do we, the nobody? Are we making it French? Jean Warren? Jean, Jean, the, the nobody name. Captain of the USS Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. You can find JW and other wonderful people over at Friends Reunion, a podcast for discerning listeners. 
welcome back to 99 potions we are one potion lower as we finished our kingdom hearts talk uh and had to get very drunk after that uh we have a lot of news to talk about this news quest and we've quickly realized that we spent the first half of this podcast talking about kingdom hearts and bullshit <laughs> so here's what i'm doing i have assigned every news story a number uh i have in my virtual hand dice we are going to oh. roll the dice uh, Steven will tell me when to start and Natalie will tell me, or no, actually what is this? Steven will, for, I will alternate between each one. Steven, the first one, you're going to tell me when to stop and throw the die. All right. So I'm starting now. Okay. Stop. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. Some seven. So what do we have as seven? Seven is Harvestella. <laughs> Harvest- the game that, like, moments ago, Natalie was like, I don't think we need to talk about this one. The, the die have told, the die have chosen for us. All right. Y'all, just so you know, like Imran says, we have up to 15 options here. The die decided that the seventh Harvestella was going to be it. So I can, we can assure you that we had a lot of news to cover, but this okay, is what Okay, so here's the other half read. of this is that I've set a five-minute timer for every single story, and I'm going to hit that timer as soon as I finish the end of the sentence to actually oh, keep us on, bo- or on track. Okay, Great. All right, timer one. on. <clears throat> okay, All right, so okay. Harvestella is the new game oh. that Square Enix has announced the Nintendo Direct. Natalie, if you want to go through it, go for it. Okay, yay, because I was going to be like, oh, this is a game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on a timer. All right, so Harvestella, that is where Final Fantasy Versus 13 Stella actually ended up. Uh, this is the new life simulation RPG that was announced at the Nintendo Direct Mini that happened earlier this week on June 28th. Uh, it's coming to PC and, of course, Nintendo Switch on November 4th. Uh, it actually made quite a good deal of noise i would say it was one of the standouts of the show uh we did have you know the big announcements like persona 3 portable persona 4 golden and persona 5 coming to nintendo switch uh and also near automata coming to nintendo switch which we might get to depending on what the fates decide uh but for now we're going to focus on harvestella which was again a totally brand new game announced uh harvestella caught my attention because it's very Rune Factory-esque. We have uh, eventually, hopefully later this year, uh, the Island Sanctuary mode coming to Final Fantasy XIV. So I think Square Enix has definitely noticed the enthusiasm for games like this one. Um, In Harvestella, you will be living out a life in the village. Uh, You can select the protagonist's gender and eventually, uh, I mean, not as a result of selecting their gender, will you raise crops through farming, but you you can select their gender. You have two <laughs> you options. Only get women unfortunately, crops if you're a woman, you only get <laughs> yeah. man crops like carrots. If you're a guy, <laughs> unfortunately, you just have two options. But yeah, you can select the protagonist's gender, and then uh, from there, you raise crops through farming. You gather ingredients for livestock, fish for cooking, all of those staple uh, Stardew Valley, Harvest Moon, Story of Seasons things that you do in a farming simulation game. Um, You'll get to know the locals and talk uh, to them, get to know their stories. There even seems to be a uh, link, a social link system that is similar to the social link system in Persona. Uh, And there will even 
be a submarine at some point. It seems like a lot of surprises await, including the fact that you will also be able to partake in dungeon exploring with a party member of your choice who will join you in battle. Uh, you will be able to select from three different jobs, fighter, mage, and shadow walker, which like... <laughs> One of those three sounds infinitely cooler than the other two. Yeah. Uh, as a shadow I, I want walker. a shirt that says, I'm a farmer, but also right. I'm a shadow walker. <laughs> right. Uh, but as a shadow walker, it's, as you can imagine, uh, a more GPS-oriented job. You get Three to minutes. take up twin blades. Okay. You get to take up twin blades to deal big damage numbers. Um, as you can imagine, fighter, you fight. Mage, you use magic. Uh, and the plot of Harvestada is... Is actually quite interesting to me which is why I am paying attention to it as apart from you know any other possibility for a simulation farming RPG I've played those and done them been there um, but I am interested in what seems to be a plot driven by an event known as the quietus uh, this game obviously has some really good names in there um, so the quietus is an event that occurs uh, every 30 days. Once the seasons change, the season of death, known as a quietus, uh, causes crops to wither and people to have to avoid going outside lest they be exposed to this deadly dust. And that dust comes from the sea's light, uh, which consists of four giant crystals that govern the seasons in Harvestella. And... Uh, as a protagonist, you're to find out the mysterious truth about the phenomenon, which actually made you collapse at the start of the game, and just live out your life feeding cows and chickens and stuff. Okay, done. We're going to kill winter. Great. Yeah. Steven, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking. I love Rune Factory. I'm looking at these two character designs, and I really need the video game industry, AAA industry, to catch up with the, like, kind of pick up the game here and kind of understand how things should work. Because we have the male character, and we have the female character, and we have the male character looks like it's kind of a generic fantasy dude. And then the female character looks like she's, like, a Shin Megami Tensei character <laughs> with, like, thick thighs and uh, faux holes in her like stockings and like short shorts and they just got to do that for the male characters like yeah. I'm, I'm tired of this yes. like byleth division of uh horny for the male characters and the female characters more and bisexual I'm not say- less byleth yeah exactly yes. yeah um we just need to i did see, well I, i'll get into that later um <laughs> we just need to do it uh you know, get with the times, Square yeah. Enix. Also, I yeah, I, I I like Rune Factory, so I'm excited about this. But I'll, the the look of it is a little bit like bland. Yeah, mm-hmm. looks like Rune Factory with a budget, which is cool. I, I'm eager to try yeah. that. The mm-hmm. name is sure. dumb, but whatever. What Square Enix name is it? Dumb. All right, let's roll some dice. Uh, Natalie, tell me when to stop. Okay. Stop. All right. That is 15. What if it's seven again? Okay. <laughs> It'd be funny. But if it's seven, we'll just roll again. again. Like, <laughs> nothing can stop us. Uh, this is a short one. Ease 10 has been confirmed. It was part of a Famitsu, uh, we're talking about Ease 10 now article. There's nothing really to it besides they say a doll, Adel, Adel, is going to be younger. And they're taking influence from Souls games. So, I hate- yeah. What's up, Steven? I've not played much of the Ease franchise 
to speak of. But mm-hmm. Adel, I know what Adel looks like. He's like 19. Yes. <laughs> like, how young is he going? Is he going to be 12 years old in this game? So there's like, these games are all like a story. Like they all take place, right. not sequentially, but like sometimes they go back and forth through the timeline. This one, I guess by a younger Adol, they mean like they're taking him earlier into this timeline versus later. Okay. So like closer to 18 than 22, I guess, is the logic there. But yeah. This- Even, I'm looking at I'm looking at E's 9, I guess would be Monstrum Nox. I'm looking at his character design in there and he looks like slightly more, you know, mature is maybe not the word, but he looks, I don't know, maybe slightly older. Even there, though, he looks young. I'm just like, the, yes. the, the phrasing on this is such a strange way to present this when you have so little information about the game. Right, yeah. I I think they're just, they just want to go with, yeah, we're not going to answer questions for whatever the last thing was. We're just going to go back in time a little bit. Okay, yeah. The I don't fact, know how that game ended, so. Nor do I. Nor do I. I don't remember. I don't know what the most recent one is. The only Ease games I've played have been, I've dabbled in a couple. The only ones I've really played have been 8 and 9. And 8, I think, is like fucking fantastic. I've not played enough of 9 to really say. But I've, I've heard people fucking love 8. Yes, 8, I think, is just genuinely great. And kind of a classic that a lot of people are sleeping on. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm interested in this, whatever the hell this, whatever they're talking about. I suppose by the time you get to the 10th game, you're like, we need to change some stuff up. What if we do a Souls-like kind of game? So yeah, we'll, we'll that see. part is, sure. Yeah. Because I think all of these games kind of have like a core, like you said, they're, they're kind of generally yeah. set in the same timeline, but each has like a core gimmick. Like I know nine or eight rather was like, like almost semi dark cloud in some places where you were like rebuilding a settlement right. and like rescuing people from a big jungle. And then they would set up shop in a town. And then nine, I think was like more them attempting to do kind of like an open world city thing. Yes. And like you had transformations in battle and stuff like that. Like it was, they were, they definitely tried to do different things, but like, like they kind of centered around the idea of there's a, a sword character, a pokey character and a heavy character. And you can switch mm. between them mm. as, as need be. Or as as enemies have that like kind of uh, weaknesses, okay. this, I'm guessing from the like the souls like tone or not tone uh, souls like heading they're going for they're doing away with that. So okay. I'm should be interesting because those battle systems at very least are in, are pretty good and the music is always pretty good. So I'm I'm eager to see what the hell they do with that. I I just thought to myself, you know what? I've got that Steam Deck. I've got a trip coming up. Now sounds like a great time to maybe get into the Ease franchise while I'm on the airplane. Honestly, uh, I'll g- Ease 8 on a Steam Deck sounds great because it doesn't run great on a Switch. Right. Yeah, exactly. That that was 1,000% my thinking, Imran. So I was like, okay, I'll go over here. Like, I'll pick that one up. And you know what? If that Steam sale is going on, I'll pick up Ease 9 as well at the same time. I don't think it's as beloved, but, you know, I, I'm sure there's a bundle. So I clicked on the bundle, the uh, Nihon Falcom bundle, which it turns out doesn't just include the Ease games, but all of the Trails of Cold Steel <laughs> 3 and 4 content, but not 1, 2, and uh, not 1 and 2, I guess. Or no, mm. not, not Trails in the Sky. Uh, hmm. So the, even on sale right now for fifty four percent off, it is two hundred and fifty six dollars and fifteen cents. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that the the PC version of nine is actually currently the best running one because Durante mm. of Dark Souls fame fixed something in like another game that somehow made this one run way better. Oh, for whatever reason. Interesting. 
Is, is that like a thing I have to download separately if I was to like be on I, a Steam Deck? Would I, think would I have the, to mod that? I don't know about Steam Deck specifically. I know the Steam version has it built in. Built in. Okay. Right. Okay. But again, who knows? I do. Th- I don't know how Proton functions with it. But we're coming up on time on the story, so stopping here. Resetting that clock. All right. Uh, to his last. Who told me to stop last? Was it Natalie? Oh, me. oh uh, Natalie was. Yeah. All right. So, Steven, tell me when to stop. Oh, Jordan. I think Jordan's turn. Jordan's yeah. turn. Go for it. Okay. Uh, 10 is what it says. Mega Man Le- Battle Network Legacy Collection coming to Switch. Hidden timer. So, Imran, you can go to fanbyte.com right now and you can read Imran's excellent story about Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection coming to the Switch, PS4, and PC next year. This is the first time that they have released those games in any capacity um, post uh, the Game Boy Advance and uh, DS games. I don't know if the DS games are included in that. They're Imran, not. can you tell me? When they, when they, okay, they so. initially said the thing, like, so we didn't get pre briefed on this, but I found out a lot of it. Uh, and when I heard, like, oh, they're including 10 games, that has to include the DS games games no they're including just different versions of the same games too to count get that number 10 so it is just it is just the gba slash i think maybe like the ds version of a gba game okay yeah because like there was those games also had like red and blue gold and silver towards the end they did yes yeah okay uh, so yeah, that's all, that's all great news. I think the biggest story of the, of the day on this one though, is that in that piece that Imran wrote, he said that every major Mega Man spinoff up to this point had been released except for Mega Man Battle Network, uh, which was now getting the legacy collection, uh, obviously and egregiously omitting the Mega Man Legends PlayStation 1 <laughs> franchise, the greatest Mega Man game series released to date. Not included in what Imran constitutes as a quote unquote major Mega Man spinoff. I would I would argue more people are probably more enthused about Battle Network than Legends. A lot of people are wrong about a lot of things, Imran. Battle Network has, I think, one of the most unique RPG systems that like even you mentioned in like when you added some stuff to that story, one step to Eden. One step to Eden is fine, but it's it's just the battle system. It's not enough of what I want from that. Like, right. So it, it's cool that they bring these games back. But yeah, they should bring Legends. What is it that's holding up Legends? It's like a a, a vending machine, right? Like they don't want to change that oh. one texture or something. Interesting. I have no idea. I, I assume, on in, in all seriousness, I assume, despite the fact that um, I am incensed about uh, your sort of egregious insult to um, the Volnut family, I... I assume at some point they will just get around to re-releasing that because Capcom yeah. is running out of things to re-release and they sure love re-releasing things. I, I would play that. So the reason I've, I've played those games, I didn't like them as much because of the tank controls. They just, um. I, it felt bad to me at the time. Like you put those in like a Resident Evil, fine, whatever. It's just from a horror game. You put those in like a Tomb Raider and I'm like, mm, don't not feeling this. You put those in a Mega Man and I'm just fully off board. I feel like the fir- the first one was worse about that. The second one might have had more control options in it yeah. that, as well because I, I know what you're talking about but I, I think it's more of a thing in the first one that said fucking love Tron Bond if they when they Tron Bond's great when they do bring those games back and if they don't bring ba- Tron Bond along with them then what's the yep. point 
They should make it. Th- it's the Mega Man Legends. People talk out there talking about Mega Man Legends three. We've had a third Mega Man Legends game. It's called the Misadventures of Tron Bon, and it's great. And it should be included in, in any Le- Mega Man Legends Legacy collection, which is a very <laughs> funny name for a product. Yes. <laughs> Legends of Legacy. Legends of Legacy. Uh, Le- 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 what is the word? Legacy of Legaia? What, what the fuck was that game's name? Something that all, just right. sounded something like, like that. that. Yes. Legend of Legaia, something. Yes. Uh, I will say also, again, not to just completely sweep Mega Man Battle Network under the rug. Mega Man Battle Network, awesome games. Yes. Really cool. Yeah. I, I Really I, interesting battle system. They're splitting this one across two different games, which I think is a choice. Dumb. Yeah. They did that with Mega Man X, but they did it in a way that it's like, oh, you put the first four Mega Man X games on one collection and the rest on another, no one's going to buy the second collection. Like right. everyone's just going to want the first, like convenient for me who only wants those first four games. Right. But like the four good ones. Yeah. This one's a bit five more is interesting. Five is garbage, but it's interesting. <laughs> garbage. <laughs> uh, but hey, five is better than six, seven and eight. I liked eight fine. Five is mm. like, what if we just put spikes everywhere? Oops, we put too many spikes. What if we gave you a spike armor? <laughs> five five has those like weird, interesting ideas about like the not the order necessarily that you fight the the robot masters or in that one like the Mavericks matters, but like you because you're you're racing against the clock to like rebuild that like anti satellite cannon. Yeah, but then it's like it does the was it Samurai Showdown that does that famous thing where it's like has the button mashing like. Uh, like oh yes. who's gonna win this clash matter. of swords and it doesn't matter it's it's just random yeah. uh and then the game just says it puts up a thing that makes you think it matters uh that's what happens in Mega Man Legends 5 I think is what I learned recently Mega because Merritt was explaining this to me yes. yeah Mega Man Legend oh, fuck <laughs> Mega Man X5 <laughs> is it's like you collect a bunch of pieces of like an anti there's like a spaceship that's about to crash in the planet like in mobile suit gundam universal century they're gonna like drop a colony on earth and it's gonna kill a bunch of people so you have to like assemble the pieces of a big gun to like shoot it out of the sky but like doing that in the actual code only all it does is like raise it up to like a 70 percent chance of success so there's just like a 30 percent chance even if you do everything right there's just a 30 percent chance that you get the bad ending in that game which is stupid yeah it's weird whole game stupid all right we're dropping off Mega Man. Uh, we're back Have fun to, it. Take care. We're back to Steven now. Tell me when to stop with the, with the dice. Stop. Okay. Uh, what is this? This is 12. I played Soul Hackers. Uh, I played Ace. It was neat. Like, nice. the main selling point that they, like, reiterated over and over was, like, Hey, our Soul Hackers 2, I should say, because Jordan corrected me, not the original Soul Hackers. Uh, Soul Hackers 2. Uh, Imran broke out his Saturn <laughs> and sat down with the original Soul Hackers. So they really wanted me to know in this demo, this is not like a Persona, but if one of your problems with Persona was, why the fuck am I playing as all these stupid high schoolers? Soul Hackers is not that. Soul Hackers mm. is adults who go, to, like, when you do your social links, you do them at a bar, and you get to know your your friends through the, like, drinking together, and you don't oh. have curfews. That was the main thing they wanted me to take away from that. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. No okay. curfews and bars. That's adulthood. That is adulthood. I mean, it does sidestep some of the 
biggest, longest discourse that Persona 5 has suffered around things of uh, like being able to date an adult as a 15-year-old or whatever. They said there's no romance in this as far as I like, well, okay. I asked and they're like, we're not talking about romance, so I don't know if there is any romance, Uh, Mm. which could also mean just there's not. But uh, yeah, yeah, that game was okay. It looked nice. I think I will play that game when it comes out. I have a crush it, I'm excited. on the main character, and I just see a lot of women the, in that game, so it's fine if there's no romance. I'm in love with them all by myself. Yeah. You you don't need romance to romance at someone. Yeah. Wait, that's, yeah. that sounds creepy. You don't, yeah. need romance, you don't need romance mechanics to romance at a fictional character. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, these I'm fictional characters it. will become vessels for your feelings no matter what. They'll yeah. always be there for you. Yeah, they're they're on the Emmett Selk scale of you don't have a choice in this. You you don't get to decide whether or not I love you. Emmett Selk, one of the one of the rare instances where that actually goes backwards, where he doesn't leave you a choice. Uh, No, no, Ringo though, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that you played this and that you enjoyed it. It is absolutely on my radar. Like I really want to get around to playing this game. So I'm glad that those first impressions that you got at play days was actually quite neat. Yeah. There's a cool thing where like the demons you capture at the beginning of every dungeon, you can just let them out and like say like, Hey, go look for stuff in this dungeon for me. And as you're going through the dungeon, you will find the demons like hanging around being like, Hey, I found this item for you. Or I found this other demon. We started talking. They want to join you too. Or sometimes (gasps) it's like, I didn't do shit. I just been sitting here. Oh my God. That's so cute. (laughs) See, that's yeah. Like that's, that's really one of the big things is just like, Shin Megami Tensei games have great mechanics and great combat and stuff like that. And if they happen to have a really interesting like character design on the side, uh, hell yeah. yeah. And they've been kind of doing a much better job of blending those two things together. I think it's actually one of the things that Persona has gotten progressively worse at yes. uh, in a lot of ways. Like, 5 has a lot of stuff. But when you play it for long enough, you realize that a lot of it's not actually that deep. Yeah. I agree. There's one other thing they they pointed out to me was that they know how difficult demon negotiation was in Shin Megami Tensei Five. Not mm. that difficult this time. You're not going to okay. go like I I don't have a good beat on this demon's personality. I hope this works. You will have a better idea of okay. how negotiation works. So less random. I don't know. Most people I think are going to enjoy that, and I think there are going to be some grognards that are like, I like it when it's random. But that is a thing they are changing for this one. So the, is, honestly, the best stuff about demon negotiation in five wasn't the, even the randomness because they've gotten so much better at like other stuff around the the um, edges of that that are way more interesting to me. Where demons will like start to remember conversations that you have had with them in the past and the specifics of those conversations, and then reference them in the future. Yeah. There's like the famous image that has gone around of um, like somebody who was like trying to recruit Jack Frost and Jack Frost was like, I can't join you. Your roster is full Bye, which is just a thing that happens in those games. And then that same person running into Jack Frost later on and trying to negotiate him onto their team. And Jack Frost says, Oh, if it isn't the dumbass with too many friends, it's Mothman. (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, Jordan just dropped a, Picture of it in the chat here. It's great. <laughs> it isn't the dumbass with too many God, friends. That's so good. That stuff is so good. All right. Done Soul Hackers. Uh, Natalie, you're next. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Oh, fast. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Star Ocean. 
Yay! Emron wanted to get to this one. Emron, yeah. take it away. In the process of doing that, I moved that picture of that man into somewhere else in this document. Yeah, uh, there's two of them now. <laughs> Star Ocean, the Divine Force. A <laughs> game three we- of them. Wow, <laughs> there's three everywhere. Four. I don't know. How Five. I did that. What the fuck did you do? There's six. Seven. <laughs> He's in every page on our entire notes document going back to 2018. <laughs> <laughs> there are 123 repeating images of this man. <laughs> How are you able to do this and also talk about soul hackers at the same time? I don't know what I did, but I think it's great. I think this is how it should be. Wait, did you not do this on purpose? No. I don't know what the fuck I did. <laughs> <laughs> for, for listeners at home, we have a notes document for uh, most of our podcasts, actually, but 99 Potions is the one that we actually use most of the time. And it's just a rolling Google Doc that is just like, we just add a new page to the top and move the old stuff down over and over and over again. So we have like show notes going all the way back to like episode one or something like that. Yeah, like literally yeah. Uh, June 30th, 2023 pages. <laughs> <laughs> 123 pages june 30th 2020 pilot 99 potions because we still hadn't decided on the name yet the notes just say topics difficulty in rpgs starting rpgs over original sin 2 in all caps final fantasy 14 and then a picture of this fucking steampunk <laughs> tea party wizard pointing at the camera so <laughs> he's in 123 pages i started counting them because i thought you did this on purpose and then i reached like i reached the 13th one and i was like Imran, when did you like did you multitask talking about soul hackers too and copy paste 123 of these this is me unleashing my power as john i've, nev- I've never seen this happen Imran, tell us about this man that is littering literally our entire show notes i don't even know really so they put out a trailer for for Star Wars and the Divine Force, a game they have not shown since its announcement last year, late last year. Yeah, that's uh, right. That game's coming out October 27th, which, fast, I feel like. Uh, yeah. It's coming out on PS4, PC, uh, <laughs> Sorry, PS5, can't stop and looking at it. the Xboxes. But as part of this, as part of this, like, press release, they also sent a picture of this guy, whose name I don't remember. Uh, and just I just wanted to put his picture in here, because he's the funniest looking guy in the world. Uh, we need to get his name so people could fi- find a picture of this man. Otherwise, we got to like put him in the show notes or something available for people to to see All somewhere. Right. Because- Natalie, start describing this guy while I find it. Find right. I was gonna say, let's describe him at least for people. So he's he's kind of a daddy. Yeah, fit. yeah, he's a daddy, but he's also like granddaddy because he's like yeah. old. Yeah, he's granddaddy. Yeah, he's a gilf. Um, he has long white hair. He has uh. A pink hat, a pink coat on, very steampunky design. He's pointing at the camera with like his beefy fingers belonging very to his muscular. yeah beefy hands, which then are extended into beefy arms. Um, he's just 
He's covered in gears all over like these big sort of yes. f- football shoulder pads that right. aren't attached to anything, crucially. It's just <laughs> gears like that have been Elmer glued onto the side. He looks like it's cosplaying. At, he looks like a person <laughs> cosplaying as this yeah. character. He has also, like a wheel on his belt that like does yeah. serves no function. Okay. Okay. It's like a pressure valve, but so, it's just attached to his crotch. The PR says his name is Midas Felgreed. Uh, the only description for him is ornery hermit and brilliant semiomancer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. Um, I got that I, I from the design, <laughs> sure. <laughs> what a, Natalie. <laughs> Like, what is it? Hermit? <laughs> that ornery hermit, yes. Ornery hermit. <laughs> yeah, Miles uh, or Midas Felgreed. And what's weird is the full picture in my email has like his legs and everything that is just uh-huh. not in this doc for some reason. For some reason, the doc it was there ch- originally. When you when you spread him out, when you <laughs> split his essence 123 times, his legs disappeared. That, that's equivalent exchange, baby. It looks like he's like, it looks like we have like a, a page, like a Google Doc of page notes, and he has like risen up from behind it like a Gigantamax Pokemon is like <laughs> ready to fucking go throw down. It's like a, it's like the world's worst like flip book where you're just like scrolling down and just the same picture the entire time, no animation. Uh, I, I, one of the one of the key details about his his facial appearance that I don't think we have we have established here is that he has. A beard? It's like sideburns that go all the way down to the middle of his chin and then stop, but also they're not attached to his actual sideburns. They stop short of his ears. Yes. And also they it looks like his beard like his Is that a little detached circle, sideburns like, shaved like into braided? His... Right. And the kind center of, of yes. his chin is shaved. So nothing yeah. is connecting here. I mean, in general, nothing is connecting. Yeah, here yeah, yeah, like in this like entire character's design, yes. but it's just really peculiar. <laughs> Looks like a like a you know how Capcom will put out like themed costume packs for Street Fighter or whatever. Yeah. This is like, hey everybody, it's our Akuma steampunk pack. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we spent more than five minutes on this, but it had to happen because like. <laughs> Apparently, he's, uh, yeah, we have 123 pages of notes, and now, like, like he's at the very top <laughs> of every page. So, like, for example, our second page is first a picture of him, and then it says, in bolded, it's hard to say what the exact balance uh, of the Kingdom Hearts <laughs> characters is. <laughs> it's going to be in how it will play out in Kingdom Hearts 4. <laughs> What's funny is I can't remove him. I just, yeah, yeah I, I lost my I lost times. my train of the quote there because everyone's trying to delete. It Every, <laughs> listeners at home, please stop praying for our hot grandpa. Did you, wait, did you too put powerful. him? Did you put him, him in the header? header yeah, you put him in the happened. header. I think I made him the header for every single page. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Erase the header. Oh uh, well, now we have to anyway. we have to have a whole episode for <laughs> Star Ocean when it comes out in October. Yeah, right. we have to have a Midas Felgrieve minute. I did it. You did job. Now you, evil you, has you been defeated. Well, now I feel bad. Now he's like it feels like something missing. Do you feel uh, bad? <laughs> wow, <laughs> I didn't expect you to feel this empty. You know, yeah. right? All right? A little bit. Okay, right, Jordan, I'll do it. 
tell me when uh stop the dice. Okay. Uh, what is that? Oh, now now he's met Natalie. That's so confusing. Yeah, uh, I, got, I, I I put him, but I don't want him to feel excluded. We're uh, on eleven, which is a very quick news hit. Uh, Dragon Quest Ten Offline announced for PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC. It's coming this September to in Japan. Still no American release date. Probably not. So weird. Like maybe just won't come to America because that's a lot to localize. So maybe they're just not doing it. Yeah. I mean, Dragon Quest is great. It's never been enormous in, in the West, yeah. so I get it to a certain degree. And this one is it not like a, like a, a yeah. big budget JRPG. It, it looks like the older games. Right. Yeah. I, if this was like Capcom, I would be like, oh, they'll definitely bring that over here. But it's Square Enix, and Square Enix feels like they're in such a weird... Square Enix feels like a company that's angling to get bought to me. <laughs> it's what actually Square Enix feels like these days. So I don't know what they're up to. They, they like last week we were talking about how good Square Enix has been doing internally, and sometimes it's just like, wait, you're also doing what? What's happening? <laughs> and I still don't have good answers to any of those questions. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. We're, we've got time for a couple of more. Yeah. Uh, Steven, you're up again, right? Because uh, I just went Jordan. Jordan did it, so yes. Yeah. Stop. All right. We're on Persona 5, or Persona 3, 4, and 5 are coming soon to Switch. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine if we got this entire episode without mentioning that? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's why I was like, I feel like maybe that's important to talk about. <laughs> we were going to so get I'm there the, eventually. It's yeah. Wait, you, we saw it coming. We did, in, in fact, see it coming. Whoa! Yeah. Like the game! So, speaking of Imran tweets... There was a tweet I made a couple or Imran made a couple of months ago or weeks ago that like now that Persona Five is running at a better frame rate and a better uh, resolution, you you can finally see it coming, which goes against the entire like core premise of the game, and it's sa- sickening that people are celebrating this. Very obviously and clearly a joke. Oh no! Some people got very mad. Of like, <laughs> I can't believe game journalists are trying to like are mad. Persona Five is coming out in other systems. Like, motherfucker, do you read what you're applying to? Imran, I don't know why you tweet. Just like it I just don't know why I problems tweet problems every time. Like Imran, I'll get I'll <clears throat> I'll talk to some people and um <clears throat> try to set you up with a co-hosted fight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least nobody will see it there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Co-host is beneficial beneficial because I can at least get the brain vomit out without anyone actually having to clean it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Speaking persona- of cleaning up, personas cleaning up. The systems, because it's, it's coming to Switch and PlayStation yeah. and Xbox and yeah. PC. Uh, we've, we've talked about this a little bit, because, I mean, I guess this is News Quest for the month where it was announced to come to Xbox and PC also. But, yeah, Persona, great. It's great that it's coming out on more stuff. It's great that Persona 3 is finally getting a release. I had heard when Persona 4 Golden started doing well, like, I t- talked to an Atlas source, and they're saying, like, yeah, we're never getting Persona 3. We, we do not have the source code for that. And I'm like, mm, we'll see. Because I could see them rebuilding it. Instead of rebuilding it, it seems like they're just going fuck it and doing Persona 3 Portable instead. Mm. Which mm-hmm. which does, it's missing some of the anime cutscenes, which I wonder if those are possible to just insert back in. Yeah, it's missing yeah. that. It's It doesn't have a walkable map. Everything is menu-based <laughs> until, except for Tartarus, except for the dungeons. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. 
the map was in the it, the PS3 version of the map was you moved a little blue PS2. dot around. Yeah, PS2 version was like you moved a little blue dot around a, a cityscape. There wasn't like, no, no. You, it, you actually walk around as Minato and like the like through yeah. the dorms and stuff like that. You don't do that in the PS3. Oh, version. you don't walk. Okay, I thought you did still walk around inside interiors of buildings. Not in PSP. Not okay. as far as I no. remember. It's like a visual uh, I, novel. I played PS Portable in, yeah. in college, so it's been a while. Uh. Which actually, one of my favorite parts of that game, and one of the reasons I love Persona 3 Portable, or Persona 3, and Michael Hyam wrote an article about this that uh, does something, says something very similar. Uh, Persona 3 is the darkest game in this series, by yes. far. Mm. Yes. And there's a, there's a moment in this ah. game where you realize that things are bad and they're not going to get better, and you are basically facing the either your death or the end of the world and the music changes and like there's a wintry feel because it happens in winter uh wintry feel like as you're walking around the world map that persona 3 portable just doesn't replicate well and like i know that's one moment in like a 80 hour game but it it was such an impactful moment for me for that game one of the defining moments of that game yes and i i I'm a little disappointed it's not going to be able to do that. In other ways, though, Persona 3 Portable, only game in the series with a female protagonist, has much, yeah. many more social links. Like, it's better in most ways, just not I, every way. So I take umbrage with two parts of this. Go for it. We are we're falling into the trap that these fly-by-night, less cultured, less educated, let's say, uh, if we want to be generous journalists out there at other lesser sites from fanbyte.com that they fall into. We are, we don't we don't fall into those traps cuz here we put respect on the name of Persona 1 and Persona 2 and Persona 2 2. Mhm. Games that have a female protagonist. True. And yes, uh, you're also right. <laughs> also has a part where <laughs> the bad guys resurrect Hitler and you're <laughs> one of their main party members gets stabbed through the heart by the spear of Longinus and dies and then the game ends. <laughs> Also, the Hitler stuff is great because the American censorship of like, well, we don't want this to be Hitler is to leave it as Hitler, but give him sunglasses and then it's like give bad man or something. <laughs> but he still has oh, that goodness. Hitler mustache. Yeah, yeah, it's just Hitler with, yeah. with sunglasses on. Uh, and then like time gets the the, the ending of Persona Two Two uh, or of Persona Two One Innocent Sin, which is then followed by Eternal Punishment. It does like sort of a alternate timeline stuff. You like go back in time and rewrite the events of that first game in the second game, basically, um, and try to like reunite the two main characters. And instead of playing as the main character or the the protagonist character from the first game, you're trying to find the protagonist character from the first game, and you're playing as Maya, I think mm-hmm. is her mm-hmm. name, uh, who's like one of the central characters from the first one uh, in terms of like other stuff. Very different in terms of style of video game. It's like more traditional top-down Final Fantasy like PlayStation 1 era Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9 kind of RPG. Uh, turn-based RPG. Not really um, social linky or anything like that. But those games are great. And they remade them for the PSP and we never got the remake of the second game or third game technically yeah. in the United States. Uh, I, I think there's a fan project. Um... That that brought that stuff over that did localize that. But yeah, yeah, I think so. But yeah. Um but those are great and they should uh, bring those back too. Yeah. They're never going to, because persona means a very specific thing to them now. And they don't yeah. they don't want to rock that boat. But they should. They should do all they that should, stuff. They should release it as like persona origins or something. <laughs> 
All right. People would. I, I think people would like that. I think. I think. Uh, whatever. I think they're, small... they're bringing back soul hackers, Imran. Anything is possible. Yeah, but they bring back soul hackers in a way that's like more persona like. Right. It, it, the, for sure, but like nobody held a gun to their head. Nobody held an evoker to their head and said, "You have to bring back the brand of soul hackers from the Sega Saturn." Yeah. Anyway, Persona Five's come in October for everything, cool. and then other stuff come in eventually, like sometime within the next year. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're releasing it as Persona Five first, and then the other two at some point. Weird. Honestly, it's weird that like. like the Nintendo waited for like three weeks to just announce it themselves. Like, why yeah. not just have it with everyone else? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you can't beat the publicity of a directive, I guess. But I guess. yeah, like, like bar Persona Three Portable, and I, I guess you would count FES Persona Three FES with answers in there. But like, because I didn't finish answers, and I actually never yeah, I think played. Answers sucks. Yeah, uh, I never played golden or royal like i've played all these games but i've just played like the original version so i'm wondering if i should like really do that because i know that golden and royal really do add a lot to persona 4 and 5 respectively um those are the definitive versions of those yeah i think golden adds a lot mechanically to that game and like some good story stuff i think it adds an extra ending that i fucking hate that i think is like what so but we should like probably just make a, a yeah. full episode for Persona 4 Golden sometime soon. Or all of we these right. as we yeah. lead up to release. Because like Golden, Persona 4 already kind of like on the fence of, is this character gay? Or are they trans? Or are they going through a phase? And mm-hmm. kind of leaves it at, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but then Golden's epilogue goes, no, it was a phase. And, like, that sucks. That was, like, you guys had a chance to do something really cool with this and just fucked it up, huh? I do remember Naruto and uh, Kanji just being, like, one of those first introductions to possibly, like, exploring queerness and the JRPGs that I played. And it was just generally, generally, like, upsetting to see where it kind of, like, ultimately... It's upsetting to find out that people who make things that you find really revolutionary did not think it was as revolutionary as you did. Yeah. I think they should make a, this is a bigger conversation that we should have elsewhere. They should make a persona Four two. They should, they should make an actual sequel to some of these games. Like they've done that kind of like the arena arena games technically take place after it, but those are fighting games and it's just like a different thing um, for most people. And not as interesting from a gameplay um, <laughs> standpoint to me personally. Uh, Jordan in the chat says, "Yeah, they're better," um, but they should they should do a follow up to uh, four because like the, the arena games basically take place like five. I think it take place before that epilogue even. Um, so they should they should go back and circle back on those characters because I feel like Atlas and Sega as a company are in such deeply different places than they were in that era that if they were to like refocus on those characters, they would the, the new people who have grown up with those games working on those games now would have a much more interesting way to carry those stories forward. Also, I'm just kind of I want to see some of these characters that you get to experience in these games. I want to see what they are up to now. Like, I, I want to see progress and like forward momentum in their story and their lives and stuff like that. And not just hit the reset button every single time one of these games comes comes out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'd, I'd be down to see some more. Uh, I have decided while you were talking, Stephen, that I, John Warren, head of Fanbyte Media, am making Miles Felgreed the mascot of 99 Potions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So he is Thanks. our new logo. Uh, <laughs> Natalie sounds so thrilled about that. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to wrap this up soon, so I'm going to very quickly hit these main things, and I'm going to hit each of you uh, to give me one thought on all these remaining stories. Uh Rainworld Downpour, new expansion for old weird game. Natalie. What? I don't... Yeah. She doesn't know Steven. what this is, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Rainworld is a, was a really weird game from five or six years ago. It's, it's been a while. Um, that did not find an audience, or it found an audience eventually, but at the time people were like, what the fuck is this? This looked like a... I thought this was a Metroidvania. It was, it was a very cat. much not a... Yeah, it was a slug cat. Yeah. And it wasn't a Metroidvania. It was a... It, it's kind of like a weird sort of exploration-focused sort of ecosystem game uh, where you're gathering food and like developing uh, and like learning things over time and exploring. Um, very cool. Very interesting. Found an audience over time. Some of that audience went off to go make a big fan expansion for the game. The developers said, went to them and said, hey, this looks incredible. What if we just release this as an expansion to this game that came out like six years ago? And they were like, sure. And now that's coming out as Rainworld Downpour with five new playable characters. Cool. Near top to switch, Natalie. Yay. Yeah, Steven. Uh, that it looks like shit. Yeah, it has it has a kimono outfit. It's, it's gonna look like you know those like eight bit sections in the game, except <laughs> visually. <laughs> it, it makes sense that they would do this, but also it that game. It's meta. <laughs> Yoga Taro Slay. Um, it it runs at thirty frames per second, seven twenty p, I think, and the textures look bad. Cool. Uh, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope coming October 20th. Music collaboration being Grant Hope, Kirk Hope, Gareth Coker, who uh, does the two Ori games in Halo Infinite, and Yoko Shimomura. Steven, what's up? Cool. Yeah. Uh, I I liked that first game a lot. The second game seems like it's very different. The first game was like cutesy XCOM. This seems more like it cutesy Valkyria Chronicles, but with Mario jumping? Yeah. It's very funny Which- that the, the goth character is named Edge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Natalie, what do you think? <laughs> I think that's really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I never played the first one, but I know that Imran really likes it, so I'm happy for Imran, who is not here. You should play it. It's very good. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink officially delayed to 2023. I forgot that game was supposed to come out this year. Is that the... Is that that's the action game that RPG? used to be developed by Platinum. Oh. Then some stuff happened that I'll tell you about it off-air at some point. And oh, then oh, Side oh, Games oh. took over. Very interesting. Uh, I really like the world of Grand Blue Fantasy. I don't love playing that gotcha game that yes. much. It's fine. I love the characters. I wish I could play them in the thing I like, which the fighting game was, and I enjoy the fighting game. I want to play this game when it comes out. And I will say, to be clear, I actually I've, I know there are people who really like the, the actual mechanics of that game as well, like the the Grand Blue Fantasy. The the no, gotcha we're saying game. they're all terrible. Like those they're people, all fucking <laughs> terrible. The mechanics are terrible. Those people are terrible. They should play good games. No. <laughs> Um, I've, I've heard it gets, it gets pretty good, but it is the, it has the final fantasy 14 like base game problem of you need to play through like a decade's worth of content that is not particularly interesting to get to any of that stuff. And I've fallen off tr- doing that like three times, yeah. but I like uh, that world and that art style. I, I really like that art style and those characters. Mm. Natalie thoughts. No thoughts. <laughs> Great. Todd Howard has confirmed <laughs> fallout five is coming after Elder, Elder Scrolls Fuck 6. off. Yeah, I mean, after the four comes the five. That's my thought. 
so Fallout 4 happened. Now Fallout 5. Nice. Um, also, the Elder Scrolls 6 is never fucking coming out. <laughs> It'll come out. Just we'll long be retired by that point. My children will have children. And I'm 15. So it, there's, there's still a while. <laughs> Honestly, the, that timeline is pretty close, probably. I, I, I wonder, are, are there, like, is that an actual thing that they have decided at Bethesda Games? Or is it like Todd Howard just get, gets asked and says some shit? Like, they're going to do it, obviously, because Todd, Todd Howard is the one in charge. I don't think Todd Howard will be working there by that point. That's the thing is, like, I think he can just say whatever he fucking wants about whatever is going to be happening by then, because by then he will be retired or he will be, like, running a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> and I tweeted th- something to that effect when this news came out. And then one of the t- one of the funniest replies I got was like, I don't want to be the first first one of the first people to try one of Todd Howard's beers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right. That's been your June news quest. Uh, we'll, we'll this is Miles Felgreed signing off. That's yeah. not how we end the show, John. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm John Warren. I say this is Miles Falcon signing off. As always, when we're done here, we get we sidle up to the bar, we take our potions in hand, and we. Blink. <laughs>